Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. And our podcast today is fantastic with a very dear friend and our guest, Julie Tran Diley. Now, the reason this hesitation there is I've mispronounced your name three times. It's not that hard, okay? <laughs> but remember, the brain cells, bye-bye, not many left. <laughs> now, Julie is here because this is a little... Spare, spare me a few moments of personal talking here. Cindy and I went to do a consulting job in Salisbury, Maryland for a huge company. We were teaching their staff about food styling. And the company had offered two influencers to please come and take the course and, you know, and talk about their products and, you know, just to, to make friends with them. They're not stupid, okay? And it was really wonderful to meet, meet Julie, and the company was wonderful to us, and we got to have some great dinners. So what, as we met Julie, she immediately turned around, I mean, literally five minutes after we met her, and she checked us out a little bit on the Food Styling Handbook on the Facebook page, and she said, you guys should have a store. Now, Cindy and I have thought about a retail store, but mm, one more thing we would have to do. <laughs> and that just seemed kind of overwhelming, I think. Julie immediately said, not only do you guys need a store, but I will help you set your store up. And, of course, she and Cindy have been working on this. Um, it's funny how no one asked me to help. <laughs> what? You say, Denise, who can barely answer her own phone? All right, so guess what our topic is today? It's how to stay relevant, technically relevant, in this highly tech world today. I think especially for women beyond a certain age, because a lot of us have not... You know, one of my friends said this, by the time we learn what Instagram is, the crowd, the younger people have moved on to something else. And it's true. So we're, that's what we're talking about today. And my friend Julie is here to help us because she's very knowledgeable and kind and relevant. Hello, Miss Julie. Hi, Denise. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much. You are such a doll. So honey, you have to tell people that are listening a little bit about you. So I actually was born in Southern California and we moved to Florida when I was a little girl. But fast forward, I went to college and I have a computer science degree. So I was actually a software engineer for 10 years. Oh my God. Yeah, you see? so I'm a nerd at heart. And I, um, I think I wore, in middle school, I wore a shirt that said dork on it. So <laughs> I've always held the dork and the nerd flag proud. But... Um, so my blog is called The Little Kitchen, and I started it 10 years ago. So I wow. just celebrated my 10-year anniversary. So it was December 2009 when I started it. I was working um, as a software engineer, and things were going great, but I just really I loved food, and I had been wanting to start a food blog. I told my sister for six months via email. I still have the emails, luckily, because Google, um, Gmail was around, and I could search my emails. I had told her for six months via email, and she was in college at the time and told me to get off my ass and just start it because you keep talking about it. How wonderful. And so when your baby sister who's in college and you're working full-time tells you to get off your ass, I've told this story <laughs> so many times, but when she tells you to get off your ass, you get, I started my blog in 48 hours. So, um, and I always say my only regret is not starting at the six months, at the six month mark where I had said, I want to start a food blog. 
But um, you did it, honey. Yeah. See, that's all that matters. Yes. And it's very hard when you're working and you're bringing an it income. Is. You have a spouse. Do you know what I mean? Someone mm-hmm. who depends on you or likes, you know. There's different, there's different challenges in our life. We can't always do exactly what we want to do. But when you do it and you cross all the barriers, that's what's exciting. It is. So um, a couple years into it is when I started making a little bit of money. Oh, and I, I was just like, um, everyone kept telling me I should quit my job. And I was like, you're crazy. <laughs> because as a software engineer, you make really good money. Of course. Um, and what happened was seven and a half years ago, I got laid off from my job. Um, I had left a job that was there for eight years and took on a new position, and it was I was telecommuting, and then at four months in, I got the notice that I was getting laid off, and it was, it was like a blessing in disguise. I didn't look at no, it then. See, I was I freaking out. Never, no, yeah. of course you were freaking out. Freaking it's out. very ugly to all of us and say those checks are no longer coming. Yes. Okay. Yes. But sweetheart, this was the universe inter, I mean, yes. there, I've had so much failure in my life too. But when I look back on it, at the moment that I thought I was failing, actually really the universe was saying, oh, thank, you know, does she finally see, did we, we had to hit her over her head with, uh, with a shovel to get her to move in the next direction. So that just sounds to me like the universe totally in, in, interrupted you to get you on your right path. Definitely. And um, I remember telling my husband what happened and he said, I know what you want to do, so you should just do it. Oh, how wonderful. Yes. And he's always been really supportive. And I think that's so important. Um, I, I know and I have friends who their spouses or their family members are not as supportive. And I, I, I actually can't understand that. I know, honey. How it's, you can't. I think some, I don't know why people do that. If they're afraid, if they're afraid of losing something, whether it be their spouse, they're losing their attention, they're, you know what I mean? I don't know why people do that. But if you can't support the person that you, male or female, it, the person that you swear that you love most in the world and want to go on this journey with, then you know what I mean? What's the point? Exactly. I don't get it. We know that mothers cannot always be my mother was usually supportive, but when I said I was quitting being a real estate broker in Marin County where I made, this is in the end of the 70s, I was making sixty, seventy thousand dollars 70000 And I said, I'm going to be a chef. And my mother said, you're not very smart. <laughs> and she was horrified, and it wasn't because, she was just afraid. She thought I was giving up so much to make a change. You know, it's interesting. I see that all the time now. Yes. Uh, of how my parents were, and I see other parents today, and it's literally, it is a fear. It's, it's a fear. fear for your child That's and, right. and where, where they're going to end up. And I get it now, but it was hard. Um, yeah, it was hard to not hear, like, oh, well, I'm very proud of you throughout your life. You know, sweetheart, when you now, to we hear can, it. if you don't mind, I'm going to say, Julia's just celebrating her 40th birthday. Yes. I'm not sure you get hindsight until your 40th birthday. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Seriously. I will say, I think a lot of things changed and clicked for me at 37. There you go. I realized I know nothing. Because in, I felt like I was just having this conversation with someone who's in their early 30s, and I was like thinking, are they going to look at me and go, oh gosh, she's just going to tell, she's going to try to school me. But in my <laughs> 20s, I thought I knew everything. Well, Nobody tell did. me anything. I know everything. Shut up. I know everything. And then at 37, I was like, uh, oh, I, I don't know anything. That's right. And it's okay. And, and you know what? And then that's when you start to think, oh, you know, if I keep my eyes open, I have many lessons left. Yes. The older I've gotten, Julie, I think to myself, I think you have to have that chutzpah, as they say when you're young and you're fearless and you're just going to, you that's don't so know true. anything. 
okay? And it doesn't matter. And then now at my age, I think, oh my God, I'm so glad I was fearless, did what I needed to do. I did not think of all the horrible consequences that could have <laughs> happened to me. And of course, a lot of my mother's fear was justified. But yes, but look at you now. 10 years in is huge. And you support yourself, Julie. This is what I need. You can support yourself being an influencer because you have mastered the technological aspect of it. It's I, huge. I, yeah, I guess. I guess I, I don't know if I would say I'd mastered well, it. Well, I, I think, think you that's take it, it for granted. Yeah. Okay, because you just yeah. know how to do it. I yeah. watch you. And when you just said, oh, I'll help set up the. <laughs> well, you know what? It's, and I want to tell a story about that because when we were doing the food style, we were in the workshop. First of all, I have to tell the story of when. The brand called me and said, would you like to attend this food styling workshop? It's being taught by Denise. And I said, Vivaldo. <gasps> I finished the name because not over nine years ago, I got her food styling handbook for Christmas from my husband. I oh, told that's him, so sweet. I told him, this is what I want for Christmas. And I, ha I know when it was because when I found the book, on the, I was looking. I had purged a bunch of cookbooks and books out of my office. But I had this one shelf, and I was like, I think the book is there. It was a book that I loved enough that it stayed in my oh office. My it didn't goodness. get moved out of the office. I get it. So it had the little uh, shipment order in it still, yeah. <laughs> and it had the date from nine years ago. And I was like, I have to bring it. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to cart this heavy book so that yes, I can have Denise <laughs> sign it. And I learned so much from both Denise and Cindy. We, we had such a blast. We were laughing the whole time. So when you're learning, you need to laugh. And I think oh, there yes. are such great teachers with that. But oh, at the honey, same time, you. we were looking at things. Uh, my friend Vera had attended also, and we were looking at them and going, where did you get that? Um, let me take a picture of that. And I kept <laughs> wanting to buy the things that they were showing oh, we us. showed them our kids. And that is, why, right. that is why I was like, you need to have the links online. People want to have it an easy way to find it and just know which product do you like to use the best and then make it easy for them to buy it. And that's why I was like, she, they need to store. I first was whispering to Dana and Vera about it. And then they were like, you should say something. Well, I don't she know if it's going to be too dear. forward No, to no, say, no, you were so dear. You need to do this, you, you know? So and then dear. I thought, I'll just do it for you. Yeah, we'll, so we'll do it. And then Cindy and I, when we got back, our, our heads were exploding. <laughs> and then it was so cute because uh, Julie actually would see, see me on the email and talk about things at the store. And all I ever say is the same thing is, yeah, yeah talk to Cindy. <laughs> I, I, you know, I say that to my dogs when they're hungry. I go, talk to Cindy. Maybe she'll feed you. <laughs> I'm, but anyway, the girls are working on it. And I agree with you, Julie. And you know what? We've known this, especially since our um, book now has been in this, the, the third printing of the second printing, you know, and it's it's much more international because of Facebook now. Mm -hmm. And we we sell more books, and yeah, people all over. This is a dear friend who's a brilliant cookbook author, and her book, she and her husband did it together, and one day she sent me an email and said to me, Denise, when I learned about a heat gun from you, it's changed my life. And I thought, well, see, it's the little things. It is. Life. But that's why the things. store I is say, important. I say that, that that workshop did change my life. And I and I you when you get to a point, uh, I should I shouldn't even speak this like grandiose, but you know, seven years ago I took um, was it seven or eight years ago, I took a food photography workshop. Okay. And I didn't know how much it was gonna change my life. Yes. And it just changed the way you think and the way you look and the way I photograph. And then this is just changing my life in, in the way of how I'm going to photograph and how I'm gonna set up my photography. 
And so I already know that it's already changing well, you, my life. You know what, honey? What I think is important, and that now, and you're going to give us some tips, but I have to tell you, with blogging, with influencing, I just think of you guys as the new food writers. Do you know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. all it was. When I first started in the business 30 years ago, there were three or four fantastic food writers. I befriended some of them. In those days, they didn't have to take pictures of their food because they hired someone else. You know, there wasn't the same tools that we have today. But when, if you're using Instagram or any of the stuff, it's, you want to see a beautiful plate full of food. Okay, that's all. So how we're selling the recipes or the food or the brand, you guys are doing what we did just in a new version of it. That's what I feel like. Do you know what I mean? So, and, I, and if it helps your life, how wonderful. Exactly. You guys are, I love it. the younger, younger people have, I think, and this is all part of it. Um, if you can't stay relevant, you can't compete in the marketplace anymore. And that's all it comes down to. Do you know what I mean? Agreed. So that's what, so Julie's got some tips for us. Go I for it, some, Julie. So I have yeah. five tips. Oh, please. The first one, people, you know, uh, I always say like um, when I speak at a conference or I'm speaking at a, in front of an audience and I go, oh gosh, I'm going to give you this like advice <laughs> that like your mom gave you or your teacher gave you or something. And, it, but it's so true. So my first tip is about mindset. When you go into a situation and you say the word C-A-N-T, I don't even like saying the word can't. Um, if you say you can't do something, I literally believe that you close yourself off to all opportunities related to it. Brilliant. Um, because you're, you're telling your brain, hey, this is, this is off. This is it. I mean, there's sometimes where you say, you know what? I can't do this. I can't with this. I, have no, I don't have the emotional bandwidth with it. And that is so true. But you needed to say it out loud because you needed yes. to get out of that situation. But if it's something that you actually want to do and you say, I can't do that. You, you know, know how many times I've suggested something to a friend, a business opportunity, yep. or tried to recommend it. But I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. Well, honey, if you say that, then you're never going to do it. You're already defeated. Yes. Julie, you could not be, and you could not be more... Correct. And this goes through business and in personal life. Yes. But if you yes. get up every morning with the, I can't, it's going to be a long day. Yes. <laughs> and it's hard because I say my husband, I, you know, my husband is a half glass, you know, empty and I'm a half glass full. Okay. So it's, it's hard. I totally know it's hard, but if you look at the people who you, who inspire you, yes. they are not waking up every day saying, I can't. That's right. Now, I just have to say this one thing. Mm -hmm. When Cindy and I, so Cindy and I have been working together now for 20 years, but about, you know, in five or six years, I knew that Cindy could go out and take jobs by herself. She wasn't my assistant. She was another stylist. You know, she'd learned so much. And we did a lot of work, so we were working all the time. She'd... One day I started to, but I knew we could make more money. Mm -hmm. That was all it was. And she could also, Cindy had to be her own person. Why should, you know what I mean? Cindy needed her own career. But the bottom line is once in a while I'd take a job and she'd come in and we're having a coffee. I'd say, oh, by the way, tomorrow you're going to go to the Ellen Show alone or you're working with Matthew McConaughey or, or I would explain to her. And once in a while she would just look at me and she'd say, do I know how to do that? It was so cute. I'd say, of course you know how to do that. We've been waiting for you to do this. And you know what? She never, ever said, I can't do it. She just said, okay. And then she, she got in the right mindset. And guess what? She did it and did a beautiful job. So it's all about, I agree with you, Julie, 100%. Well, Cindy said something at the workshop that was great. You said it's all about, or maybe both of you said it, it's all about finding the solution or creating the solution. Yes. 
That's it. And you're problem solving. And I've always felt like that. Like when I was a programmer, um, and I think I shouldn't say when I was. I think I still am with that brain. It's all about solving problems. When someone says, "Okay, let's do this," and I'm con- I'm like analytically thinking, "Okay, how can I break out this problem? What can I do?" That's um, right. And some things I I will be honest. I have a mental block against. I'm trying to write a book right now, and we'll talk about that later. But um, I mean, maybe not on the podcast, but maybe yes. later on the yes. podcast. Yes. But um, and that's one of those things where it's like I have literally put a mental albatross in front of me. And, and it's got to be the, you know, I'm taking my own advice of like chunking a problem just That's bit right. by bit and then you can chip away Excellent. at it. Excellent. So number one was mindset and yes. I like it. And number two is something that I learned. I don't know if you've ever heard of the five strengths or strength finders is what it's called. Mm. It's a quiz or test that one of my bosses a long time ago m- made all of us take. And you find out what your top five strengths are. And one of mine is a learner. Excellent. And it was so funny because I have a curious mind. I love learning. I want to learn something new every day. I think that's why I'm always reading and and listening to people talk on YouTube or whatever. And I firmly believe you need to learn something new every day. I agree. Read articles, follow the blogs, uh, follow like, you know, there's the Entrepreneur Magazine, Fast Company, different um, brands that you like, their blogs, learn something new every day, whether it doesn't have to be in your industry either, because sometimes when you learn something in another industry, it might spark absolutely an inspiration for your industry that you're working in. So, um, again, it's, it sounds like something like, Oh, this is advice we've heard before, but I, I, you've got to learn something new every day. But honey, we were talking about that. Yeah. When you, when you stop learning is when you're dead. And I'll tell you what else, even if these even if you think, like you said, oh, this is advice your mom might have given mm-hmm. you. See, there are classic rules of business, marketing, common sense that don't go out of style, no matter what people say. One of the things when people would do money with me, just money, I always say to them, well, there is profit and there is loss. <laughs> you know, but if you don't have any profit, then we're just have loss, loss, and that doesn't make a good sheet. Yeah. And they would look at me like I was crazy, but I'd say to them, it's like balancing your checkbook. If you don't have any more money, you can't write any more checks. Even though the old joke is, oh, I've still got checks, I've still got money. So honey, I think what you're, do- what you're talking about are really universal truths, and for some reason, I don't know why, people have forgotten some of this. Yes. I agree. And it's so funny, but you, along the way, you figure out your own personality, you figure out what, what drives you nuts, yes. what, what makes you, what drives, you know, turns on that burning passion in you. And that's how I'm always, um, curious and about people's personalities and what drives them and what makes them tick. And same thing with me. And I think that's, and then how you can learn how to make people work better together, not yes. make them, but you know what I mean? Um, and so personality quizzes, um, I love that Myers-Briggs, I, all that I love stuff. That. I love yes. that. And strengths finders. I really recommend that just because it is, um, you don't even necessarily need to read the whole book. It's just taking the quiz Got and it. figuring out what your strengths are and going, Oh, this makes yeah. sense. One of them is, um, a, a woo personality. And it's funny because it even the description is like, you can have a conversation with anybody. You can make friends with anybody. Yes. You can talk yes. to anybody. And I always thought, 
Oh gosh, yeah, that that makes so much sense because I'm the person talking to the person next to me on the plane every flight that I have. I know you Even are because they don't you like to and I some of the friends you've made, but that's how we feel about you too. <laughs> you walked up to us in that class, and the class wasn't big. You know, the workshop mm-hmm. wasn't big, Julie. But you were so darling in just saying, "And I will help you and stuff." That it's hard not to connect with you is what I'm saying, and that makes you, you know, very valuable to people. I think, especially sharing information, very valuable. I appreciate that. There was an article I read a while back about network. It said, forget networking. It's about connecting people. Are you a connector? And I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember because back in the day in food blogging, when we first started in 2009, um, it was one of my coworkers who said, oh, you started a blog? You need to be on Twitter. You need a Twitter account. So like, I think two days after I started my blog, I started my Twitter account. And I found other food bloggers on there. There you do. And so uh, I think a few years into it, I actually um, tweeted an article about being a connector. And people were like, that's you. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I love it. And so helpful. My next tip is a couple of things. It's a couple of uh, tips in there. Um, Google or Bing, whatever search engine you use, is your friend. Don't be afraid to look it up. And I, you know... I'm, I'm almost 40 and I still remember you had to go to the library to do your research. Oh, yes. It's not as overwhelming anymore. You can Google something. Um, sometimes I've been called the Google queen because I know how to look up things. Um, it's how I found my heart-shaped glasses that I can get prescription. I know, they're so cute. <laughs> but And you're tra- they're your trademark yes. now. So you can find anything out on the internet. If you're curious about something or find an article, the other thing I, I recommend along with this is to follow people who you like their work. That's exactly And brilliant. ask questions. Yep. You know, um, send people an email, ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. Um, the other thing that I, my fourth tip is I love watching YouTube videos. Um, I, I haven't shared this with you, both of you, but um, back in, I think it was 2007, I took Wilton cake decorating classes because I oh, wanted to be so- a cake decorator. Yes. But then I realized I don't want to deal with bridezillas. <laughs> But I made, I learned how to make a little teddy bear, fondant teddy bear, and like a bow, uh, a fondant bow for a cake. And how wonderful. You can learn anything on YouTube. That's right. You literally can watch videos. And if the person that is uh, teaching through that video and you don't like them, you can't hear it, find another video. You don't feel like you have to stick with that. I learned so much. And they weren't in my field. So I'm talking about celebrities or actors and actresses. But when I was to the side and they were doing a cooking demo, let's say on a TV show or promoting a book they'd written. It didn't even have to be a cookbook. I learned so much from the people that I admired by watching them, how they handled situations. You learn about people in the worst situations, who really is cool or who keeps their cool mm, or I love that. who is polite to other people who, or as you said already, trying to solve the problem without making it worse so I think you have to watch videos or you look at people that you admire and you try to emulate their career do you know what I mean even if it's not in the same Mm -hmm. I mean I think one of the people and we were just talking about this you and I and Cindy yesterday on our outing if you look at Tom Hanks right now of course I mean he's having a moment with the Mr. Mr. Rogers. Rogers movie and all of us knew Mr. Rogers but the bottom line is on this tour which I he's talked about what a difficult childhood he had 
terrible childhood to most people would say. And yet it made him grow up to be a wonderful father himself, a wonderful husband himself, a wonderful human being himself. So you, you look at that and I think, well, that's who I want to emulate. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't want to emulate Kim Kardashian. No, that's just me. And Kim doesn't listen to our podcast, so I'm not concerned about it. But, but we hope Tom Hanks does. You know, but we, Tom, you know, yes. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You have to look at people, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. Watch things, or you'll learn from them. Yes. You will learn from them how they would handle it. And it might be a good learning lesson for you. YouTube videos. Cindy, of course, taught me about Google. And I would Google things and I would always be screaming next to her. Our desks were two inches apart. And I'd say, I can't find it. And she'd always say, limit your search. Limit your search. <laughs> because, and so I learned Google because of Cindy. And let me tell you something. It comes in so handy. Yes. yes I was you have to, to learn how to oh, search yes. for something. And you know, if I see something, I'm... Uh, I don't even know if I should admit this, but someone walks by and I didn't get a chance to ask them where they got their handbag and I will try to search and then I can't find it. And then I will change my search and go, maybe it's called this, maybe it's called that. And it's not even, I, I feel like when you, um, when bloggers are trying to work with a brand and they go, I, I can't find the right person. Well, it is, and usually you're looking for the right person to say yes or no, right? It's not necessarily finding anybody just to talk to, to work with a brand. So when you're searching on the internet, or it's, it's the same thing if you were searching in an encyclopedia, you had to know the right words to search, but you had to keep going. But what, you know, after one or two tries, why would you give up? Maybe but it see, doesn't matter. This that is much. how your brain works. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, talking to women that are out there that are listening to us, see, in our days, we didn't call people influencers. We mm -hmm. were spokespeople. I still don't like that word. I don't either. Yeah. But that's what, like, yeah. I remember who I did a little spokesman work for Pellegrino years ago and one or two brands. And honey, they, you know, they paid you. It was the same thing. They paid you. And mm -hmm. um, you sometimes you came up with recipes and sometimes you did it for, you know, the weekend at, you know, the montage in Newport Beach. It just depended on what you wanted depending on who you're working for but I'll tell you your point that you just made people I think you have to know and I'm you could please give us our last point but I'm sure Julie and we could ha you have to come back and we'll talk about this people think oh why did she get the job is the mm -hmm. you know for the brand and stuff well just like you have to know the brand you're working for yes. in this very busy market they want to know you and know that you're a good fit yes you know exactly. and again this is plain old business sense but not everybody knows that okay so give us another tip i think it's your last tip julie tell, yes. tell us i interrupted you but oh, no. you know so much i'm just trying to point out to people listening to us this the things you're saying some of the words have changed but we older women knew to do what you were doing we just didn't have the internet do you yes. see what i'm saying yes. we just didn't master the skills no, it's really interesting because um, I read an article recently that my generation or my bridge generation were between Gen X and Gen, yes. Gen Z or Gen X and millennials were the last generation to not grow up with a computer at home. Like my first computers, I bought it with my graduation money and I took it to college. Got it. So that was when I owned my first computer. So I know all about the li library card catalog and, you know, searching through microfilm or oh, microfiche yeah. is what they called it. Yes. Yeah. And, and searching through and then going, okay, let me go open that box and open the magazine and look at it and see if this is the article I'm looking for. But you were persistent in your research when you're doing research. And on the internet, it's the same way. You have That's to right. know how to You're look right. for something. And, and it's changing your mindset of 
how to search for something and not giving up too soon. I think not being daunted. Yes. I think sometimes it's daunting. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But in fact, we know how to it do is. it. We just have to and put our minds to it. And if you looked at it as solving a problem or a challenge yes. or something that you can look into and, and have fun with and maybe kind of like a where in the world is Carmen San Diego kind of game, you know, yes. you can make it a game. But my last tip is um, kind of what we're doing is, you know, hire people or, you know, look for interns at colleges or ask your nieces and nephews for help. Um, I actually have some friends who are about my age or a little bit older and some of the new social media platforms are, you know, they, it's, they're getting harder and harder for people Got to it. understand and pick up really quick. And so they'll hand their phone over to their son or daughter even. Yes. And go, learn this. And they learn it in five minutes, and then they teach them. And so I think smart. that's it's a, a good way. Um, I love that Cindy's going to teach me about podcasting, and I'm teaching you all about affiliates and, it, exactly. and, and this the storefront and everything. Yeah. You know, and this is when you say that. Cindy, this is an example, exactly what you just said. I said to Cindy, when I knew I was going to be slowing down and not working as a stylist, I would still do some consulting and mm-hmm. still, you know, we've got a book or two left that we could put together. We're, I, it's just a different, it's a little different. But I knew that Cindy, I said, we should start a podcast. And this is exactly how I think. I said, let's do a podcast. And Cindy said, do you know how to do a podcast? And I thought, <laughs> oh, details, details, details. <laughs> and I thought, not at all. But then Cindy said to me, very smartly, and I said, you learn, you're going to be the producer and the engineer, you know, well, but the bottom line is she said, I, she looked at YouTube and then she very smartly, exactly what you're saying, Julie, she said, and now you have to listen to some podcast, Denise, so you have to know what the market you're going into. So it was not difficult. Mm-hmm. We just had to, you know, I have to learn some things and Cindy taught herself. So here we are a year and a half later. That's awesome. Podcasting. So everything you said today fits into our success story. Yeah, I love it. I, I love listening to your podcast. Oh my God. To the think stories. that someone who hasn't bought their burial plot oh. listens to our <laughs> podcast is just overwhelming. It fills my heart with love. Now, madam, you have to come back yes. and talk to us again. And I also want people to know in the near future, and then we'll put it up on our um, women beyond a certain age page and we also have a website now Yay. but Julie is going to start podcasting too so we will give you some information and share it with you when her podcast is up and running and Cindy's passing me a note like she always does let's see grandma can I read this yes <laughs> visit our website at womenbeyondacertainage.com it's a beautiful website Cindy did that too I know it's awesome who knew and join our conversation and I say this People private message me a lot. Sometimes when we've just talk, we've discussed something, and of course they're just not ready to discuss it. Do you know what I mean? And they have mm-hmm. every right. Um, but and then we put the questions out there. But I know that we are all um, going through maturing, aging, um, the lat, the third third act, whatever you want to call it. One step in the grave, one step on a banana peel. Call it what you will. Please write us at womenbeyond at icloud.com and tell us what you want to talk about and what guests you'd like us to talk to. And we thank you very much. And thank you, Miss Julie. Thank you so much. And thank you, Cindy. Bye-bye. <laughs>